Express FM. Supported by Portsmouth College. We are passionately pumping. Begins look forward, work together to create a Portsmouth football club that we can all be proud to be associated with. Pure, unadulterated pumping. It's a massive club, it's a massive opportunity for me. I know this atmosphere is special. I can't wait to see you at Full House and it rocking. Action and reaction. This is a huge football club. We're here to be hopefully successful. The infrastructure is changing, so really we want to start pushing forward and making Portsmouth a real force. Giving Pompey fans a voice. It's a club with a rich tradition, a rich heritage, but one that has an excellent relationship with its supporters. This is the Football Hour. The one team that stands out, that's historic, that's had great success, that has a fan base that is amazingly passionate, is Portsmouth. A tough week for Pompey comes to an end with a draw against Wickham Wanderers, thanks to Gavin Bazuni. Here comes Wickham again, straight ball down the line. They're one-on-one here, they could score. Oh, what a brilliant save from Bazunu. It was Mamesi who got in behind the defence for the first time this afternoon. Went for the left-footed shot near to the six-yard box. Bazunu stuck his right leg out and stopped the goal from happening, and it stays nil-nil. That's just two points from a possible nine against fellow playoff hopefuls, leaving the Blues in tenth and eight points adrift of the top six. And that's also now three blanks in a row for Danny Cowley's side. The Blues head coach is well aware of the concern in front of goal. At the top end of the pitch today, I thought we lacked the sharpness and the creativity that we've had in recent home games. We'll hear from him between now and seven, as well as my two guests for tonight's conversation as well. A very good evening and welcome along to your Monday Night Fix off the Football Hour here on Express FM. This is the Football Hour 93.7 Express FM. Hello there and once again welcome to Express FM for this evening's edition of the Football Hour which is being delivered to you this season by Stagecoach South providing the cheapest and without a shadow of a doubt the most reliable services through Hampshire and along the South Coast. Over the next hour or so I'll be joined alongside two more Pompey fans on the show to review all of the action from the latest Blues fixture. I'll introduce those two shortly but let's first remind ourselves of the game we've been tasked with picking apart. Danny Cowley's side have been really put to the test lately following on from a superb run of form which saw an accumulation of 20 points from a possible 24 over the course of eight league fixtures between February the 8th and March the 12th the last of which happened to be the start of three consecutive meetings with sides above the Blues in the table that game ended nil-nil with Ipswich at Portman Road setting up a crunch clash with Plymouth Argyle in midweek a challenge Pompey failed to overcome falling to a 1-0 defeat at home park which meant that match day 38, a showdown with Wickham Wanderers at Fratton Park, felt like a must-win for the Blues in order to keep alive any faint hopes of a late playoff charge. Everything we do is passionately pumping. A wonderful goal! Every second of the action is right here. Shoot scores! 90 minutes of passionately pumpy commentary. He scored! This is... You want to believe it! Pompey Live. Balls are shooting from left to right. We get this match underway. And Wickham kick the ball up towards the right-hand corner penalty area. It's headed on and harmlessly goes out of play for a goal kick. Up towards the halfway line, up towards Romeo. And now Wickham win it back. They play square from Jacobson. They're going to leave it here. There's a chance for McCleary, who's 25 yards from goal. He's going to pull the trigger. And he's kind of bending back as soon as he hit it. You knew it was going well over the crossbar. That's exactly what it did. Rose head into the Fratton and nil-nil. Hurst heads it towards the left-hand side off the chest of Harness. Now Harness takes on his man and now he's he was going backwards now he's going forward takes around a couple of players left of the penalty area can he find an option here tries to put the cross in goal kick given as he tried to chip it in from the left of the six yard box here come Wickham give it away now then Poppy could be away here as Harness wins it back it's three against three Harness comes halfway inside the Wickham half now he's on the edge of the penalty area can he find the delivery cuts inside plays it square and it's an opportunity oh the flags up on the near side as they played it in towards Walker Tonicliffe played it to him, there was three against three, good play from Arnest, but then the pass in towards Walker on the edge of the six-yard box, the flag went up straight away, a missed opportunity, a little bit clumsy, still nil-nil. Vokes, tackle comes in, here comes Wickham again, straight ball down the line, they're one-on-one here, they could score, oh what a brilliant save from Bazunu! It was Mametti who got in behind the defence for the first time this afternoon, 
shot near to the six-yard box. Bazuni struck his right leg out and stopped the goal from happening, and it stays nil-nil. Here come Wickham again down the right wing. Scowen plays it back. There's three players to the right of the penalty, including McCleary. He tried to get the cross in. Comes off morale and Pompey clear. Now he's an opportunity for Hurst. Is he all over him? Surely, as Hurst comes forward and the goalkeeper gets it stopped out. How is that not a free kick? And therefore a sending off. Perhaps that's why he hasn't given it. That's a really, well, it's a poor non-decision from my point of view from the referee. Oh, and now he's coming over to have a word with Danny Cowley, who's going to go into the book again by the looks of things. The referee's got the yellow card out, and the yellow card for the two brothers, Danny and Nicky Cowley. So that's a second yellow card for Danny Cowley in three games. Maybe one last chance for Portsmouth as Morrell comes forward up to the edge of the penalty area. He's still going here. Diagonal pass. Curtis tries to put it across and Wickham win the tackle but it's a corner for Portsmouth on the near side. This really will be the last chance. Corner kick swung in with a right foot. It's headed away from Wickham up to the edge of the penalty area. A look at the wash on the referee and there is the whistle so there is going to be no late drama. It does finish nil-nil despite that late bit of excitement there for Poppy. An extremely long shot unfortunately for Poppy for the playoffs now with eight games to go. Full time at Fratton Park, Portsmouth nil, Wickham nil. Every second of the action is right here. Pompey Live on Express FM with Aqua Cars. The highlights there of the weekend's goldest draw with the Chairboys at PO4, brought to you by Ian Wilding and Guy Whittingham, with our regular commentator Andy Moon off on his stag do. And we sincerely hope he had a fantastic weekend and wish the happy couple all the best for their future together. Well, we had a full complement of fixtures in League One on Saturday afternoon, so let's go through all of the results right now. MK Don secured a 1 0 victory away at Cambridge Charlton were 2-0 winners at home to Burton Albion elsewhere it finished Cheltenham 3 AFC Wimbledon 1 Crew 0 Bolton 1 there were three other goalless draws across the division this weekend with Fleetwood and Doncaster recording a 0-0 scoreline as well as the games between Gillingham and Sheffield Wednesday and Lincoln and Sunderland as well Oxford and Ipswich were locked in a one-all draw at Macassan while Rotherham suffered a surprise defeat at home to Shrewsbury Town Steve Cottrell's side didn't just nick the three points they absolutely stunned the Millers by winning 3-0 and finally the game between Wigan and Morecambe ended 4-1 in favour to Wigan Athletic leaving the table looking something like this unsurprisingly it is still Rotherham and Wigan who lead the way in the automatics with Rotherham top on 80 points and Wigan second with 79 and two games in hand on the Millers MK Dons remain third now with 76 points Plymouth, Oxford and Sunderland all stay in the top six. Sheffield Wednesday now just outside in seventh, one point behind the playoff places with a game in hand on Oxford and Sunderland. Pompey are 10th and uh, now eight adrift off those promotion spots with just eight games remaining to play. And in the relegation zone, AFC Wimbledon drop into the bottom four after their defeat to Cheltenham alongside Gillingham's draw as well. Morecambe, Doncaster and Crewe all remain at risk of relegation this season. Okay, time now to welcome in my two guests for tonight's discussion. First and foremost, I'm delighted to introduce Sam Stone back onto the show. Sam, it is great to have you on with us again, mate. Good evening, Jay. Yeah, a bit, bit disappointed after the weekend, but yeah, it is what it is. There's a long way. There's, there's too many points for me to make up at the moment, but hopefully they can uh, put some good results and good performances in going into the end of the season. Yeah. And uh, making actually his first appearance in almost a year. In fact, the last time we had Piscama show was March 22nd, 2021, which is just a day shy of being exactly a year. John Hooper returns to the Football Hour. John, it has been way too long, my friend, but how have you been keeping? <laughs> yeah, mate, it's been a long time coming. I've, been, I've missed coming on this one, mate. And yeah, I'm all good, mate, apart, apart from COVID. But pomp the season, it's been a mixed bag, isn't it, really? It's a shame we are in well basically yeah, the run for playoffs but there's always a progression season it's a shame how this has transpired mm. oh well hope you're good mate 
Yeah, not too bad, thank you. Uh, John, back home this evening uh, due to testing positive. Hope, hope you, you sound okay. I'm hoping you are all right. <laughs> yeah, I'm all right. It's like running those. Yeah, <laughs> of course. Um, let, let's delve into Saturday's game then. We've got still the next 48 minutes to talk about a nil-nil draw, so we'll try and drag it out a little bit. Um, Sam, you mentioned disappointing on Saturday for Pompey. You know, just a point against Wickham Wanderers. We've had three tough games in a row, Ipswich, Plymouth and Wickham Wanderers. Nine points available, picking up just the two. You mentioned perhaps a little bit too late, uh, too little too late now for Pompey to try and achieve a top six finish. Is that what you're sticking by, uh, Pompey, just destined to, to miss out a game this season? Yeah, I, th- I think that's that's going to be what happened. I mean, going into the start of this week, if you'd, I, I thought the, actually, the point at Ipswich actually wasn't a bad result, um, as long as Pompey went to Plymouth and got the win, but you could see the difference between the two sides at home park. There was a side there that's been together for a year and a half that's a long way down progression-wise further than Pompey. And for me, the game on Saturday was it had like a pre-season friendly feel to it. Um, there was there was no urgency, there was no intensity, just little things like winning, winning the second ball, like meaning your passes, kind of running a little bit more. And those things just weren't there from Pompey. And that's something that will infuriate Danny Cowley because he said all along this season that at the basis of any of his teams it is based off hard work and, and, and doing the basics right but ultimately the damning stat for Pompey this season is the fact we've played 14 games against sides above us we've won three points we've taken a possible 13 points out of 45 against teams above us um, and ultimately we've, we've done the job against teams below us but we're just a slightly above average side this season in what is a very tough league it must be said but yeah, as I said, going towards the end of the season, we need to start seeing some green shoots of recovery going into next year. Yeah, uh, already got some text tweets and emails to read out uh, coming in in the early stages of tonight's show. We're going to start off uh, with Linda Mail on the emails. Uh, OK, it is mathematically possible to still reach the playoffs. Realistically, though, no chance. So this uh, rebuilding season, we have relied on too many lone players. Obviously, Bazunu is the best of a bunch and uh, will be out of our reach next season. With the players who are out of contract and they will be offered a new one and accept it, means we will be in the same position next season. Some of the lone players we've had this season have been below average with a few exceptions. I would like us to try and keep O'Brien, Carter and Marlon Romeo. Obviously with our current wages and playing budget would it be possible? Who knows? But unless we try to compete in this league with a decent budget, we will be in this division for years. Not saying throw stupid money around but we need to build a team and not rely on so many lone players and to have a team in place for pre-season as well is important. We'll definitely need to try and get a decent goal scorer. Although the stadium redevelopment has pushed forward on the pitch, uh, um, the team has gone very much backwards. Player Pompey, Linda Mail on the emails. John, quite a bit to delve into uh, in, in Linda's email there. A, a lot to a lot to pick apart, starting really yeah, with, yeah. With, with, with a rebuild next season, which we expect. We perhaps expected this campaign to be quite a transition and a, and a rebuild for Danny Cowley. You, you give a manager free transfer windows before you can really start to make some kind of judgment and some kind of, you know, guess as to where his side's going to be. And certainly the summer's going to be a big, big one for Danny and Nicky Cowley. But Linda concerned about the amount of uh, loan players within the squad and w- with the amount of players that are out of contract at the end of the campaign, which is understandable. Yes, real concern. You say that, you know, you mentioned there was a transition period. This is a transition season. The fact that we were in with the outside chance of playoffs at the time of the campaign was a good start, I think. Although, it, it, this last year we've had, like Sam touched upon there, has been a disappointing one with two points from possible nine. But um, in terms of loan players, yeah, yeah, it's a bit of a real damning um, assessment of the camp on the squad where we, we, we failed to own many of our first team players. And hopefully, this summer, he said, will be a big one, but it has to be a big overhaul. So, we've got, we've got a little players here and good money who sadly haven't performed Exactly, uh, and and look at the uh, looking at the lone players. Linda mentions within her email, Sam Gavin Bazunu probably being the best of the bunch. We mentioned it within the intro to the show tonight. Uh, really, all thanks to him on Saturday afternoon, as well as the back five or back three in front of him as well. Defence has been pretty solid over the past couple of months or so. But Gavin Bazunu, with I counted three in 
integral saves on Saturday, including the one we heard in the highlights in the second half. One-on-one with Sam Vokes with a strong foot to his right-hand side, really keeping Pompey uh, in the tie on Saturday afternoon. You you dread to think what that scoreline might have read without him in between the sticks. Yeah, he's just been phenomenal, hasn't he? Um, It's it's a tough one and it's it's quite sad that we're only going to see Gavin Bazuda in a Pompey shirt for the for another eight games because he has been pretend, well certainly in my time watching Pompey over the last fifteen years he's been the best keeper I've seen um, and, and he's nineteen years old as well which makes it even more remarkable. I think what's disappointing as well is that Pompey have got the best goalkeeper in the league and they, I don't think many fans in League One can argue that with Gavin Bazuni but we haven't made what hasn't happened is we haven't been a a top two club where Gavin Bazuni should be. He should be in a team that's top of the league because he is that good. And I wouldn't be surprised next season if he's either a, a, a lower end Premier League club or certainly a high end championship club because given his age, his what he's already done in his career, oh, it's remarkable how Pompey managed to get him this season. And yeah, it's, it's, oh, I'm just going to take the next eight games watching Gavin Bazunu and, and enjoy every moment of it because he's been that good. Certainly has been one of the, the better goalkeepers that Pompey have had and in recent times, John, certainly if you look back to you know the last 10 years or so since the administration and the liquidation uh, and the relegations down from the Premier League and the Championship into these lower divisions, Gavin Bazoon has been understandably the standout man between the sticks. We've had the likes of Craig McGillivray and David Ford, but I can remember within that time as well, Jamie Ashdown also a decent shot stopper. But does Gavin Bazoon, if you kind of rank within those as perhaps the top of these goalkeepers, he's certainly destined for some, some great things. And Manchester City boss Pep Guardiola definitely rates him you know, to very high regard. I'd have to agree with Sam total. I think he's the best we've had in the last 10 years, 15 years plus. He's exceptional. To, he can't. He's not any mistake in his game. Only of then is his age. But even then, he's so good, so prolific. He's starting a week for us, and I have to agree with Sam. I think he's going to just go into big and great things. Yeah. And in my time, the only team comes close to McGillivray on this day. But even then, he's no Mizuno. No. Okay, as ever, Pompey fans listening in tonight, we'd love to hear from you throughout the course of the show as well. If you'd like to have your opinions shared, do not hesitate to get in touch. To do so, either text for Word Express, followed by your name and message to 81400. You can email in to Pompey at expressfm.com. Include at expressfm if you're on Twitter, or find us over at facebook.com forward slash Pompey Live. We're just coming up to 20 past six now, which means it is time for us to head into a very quick break here on Express FM. After which, we'll hear the post-match thoughts of Danny Cowley. I thought, if I'm honest, the performance was flat. Offensively, I thought we lacked a spark, lacked an energy. And, yeah, we weren't courageous enough to take the ball. I didn't think we got into enough good areas. And then when we did get to good areas, our quality let us down. More from the Blues head coach, as well as myself, Sam and John, to come very, very shortly. Don't forget, we're urging you guys to get involved from back home as well. Do not even think about changing that dial. We'll be back in just a moment. This is the Football Hour, 93.7 Express FM. Welcome back to Express FM. Welcome back to the Football Hour, supported once again this season by Stagecoach Across the South. Download the app today from either the Apple app or Google Play Store to view the latest timetables and even pre-purchase your tickets as well with adult Portsmouth Day Riders, just £4.40. This evening, I'm joined alongside both uh, Sam Stone and John Hooper, two more Pompey fans to review all of the action from Pompey's latest result, a nil-nil draw with Wickham Wanderers at Fratton Park. Later on, we'll also hear the post-match comments from Danny Cowley. He spoke to Ollie Marsh after the full-time whistle on Saturday and we'll gather in some more comments from you guys back home tuning in as well. First of all, Mockers on Twitter. It looks like the referee wanted to buy one, get one three deal with Danny and Nicky after the diabolical assault on George Hurst by the Wickham number six, which was Ryan Tafazzoli. How was that not a red card? Paul, I don't know. Um, I doubt Sam knows. I doubt John knows, but I'm going to ask them anyway. Sam, how on earth was that not not just a red card? How was that not even a free kick? Ryan Tafazzoli is absolutely all over George Hurst. He's pulling at his shirt for a good three, four, perhaps five seconds straight uh, and the referee is He's not even given advantage. Um, yeah, it, it's a baffling one. It wasn't a red card. Um, it's one of them where if George Hurst being honest and staying on his feet, 
has actually meant he hasn't got the foul. And it, this is the the part of football that I can't stand at the moment, especially in the Premier League, whereas players go down because if they don't go down, they're not going to get the foul. And that's where you get simulation from. And that's where you get players diving all over the place. It was quite clearly a foul. And it's just remarkable the ref didn't... I, I saw what Danny Cowley said. The ref said he was not going to get the ball, but he did get the ball even after being pulled down. But I will say one thing, and I do want to add... There have been some horrific decisions this season for Pompey, and we've seen that. However, I don't, I don't like blaming referees over for, for bad results. Mm. Ultimately, you get your fair share either way. Um, the reason Pompey have struggled this season hasn't been because of some of the bad refereeing decisions. We've had our few that have gone our way as well. I, I think a good side, regardless of decisions, kind of you end up where you do at the end of the season because but you're a good side or you you are where you are. Uh, in that sense. So as much as it was a horrendous decision and it wasn't the first one we've seen this season, obviously Joe Morrell's red card at Oxford was another one. Um, I just don't particularly, I'm not a massive fan of, of blaming decisions too much about the, because it having an effect on my performance. No, absolutely not. And we'll certainly come on to, to Pompey's performance and the overall game on Saturday anyway. And, and certainly, uh, you know, not indicating that a couple of referee decisions to alter the season completely or, or really determine how good or bad Pompey were at, at the weekend. But certainly, Sam, if you look back to Saturday, you, you look at that, you, you do think, OK, that's a red card, it's a sending off, it's a free kick and a dangerous area for Pompey and they go on for the next 30, 35... No, actually, no, that was in the first half, wasn't it? Because Pompey was shooting towards the Frattenend. And from what, oh. I, rem- from what I remember, the, the coin toss at the start of the game was, was altered. So... For large periods of the game, Pompey would have would have been a man up. Um, and then on Tuesday night at Plymouth, the, the referee approached Danny Cowley after the game and apologised for, for not giving a penalty after review. He, he perhaps felt that George Hurst was hacked down by Plymouth goalkeeper Michael Cooper. So Sam, you know, really echoing what you're saying is, you know, Pompey can't just rely on refereeing decisions. You can't just blame the referees for, for not being in the top six. Certainly got to take some accountability. And Danny Cowley, I'm sure, will do that as well. But if you look at where Pompey are at the moment, eight points off the playoffs, you, you, you think a penalty on Tuesday night rescues a point. You think a man advantage on Saturday for large periods of a game could turn one point into three. It could be the difference between Pompey staying in League One and, and, and snatching a playoff place. Yeah, no, I totally agree with what you're saying there. It, they're fine moments. They are fine moments. But I will say that when both those decisions did occur, uh, for example, the, the Plymouth one and the uh, the one on Saturday, Pompey were under the cosh. We weren't creating anything. The the first shot, the, the, the ball up from Ogilvy was from the Wickham corner that was kind of just punted up there to try and relieve pressure. And George Hurst did very well to get on the end of it. Um I, I, if I personally, if we got if we got a player set, if Wickham had got a player sent off and we got on to win the game, I think they would have been pretty annoyed. <laughs> yeah, um, John, let's go back to Saturday. Then we, we we won't touch on that refereeing decision too much because you know, as we've already said, it it probably was a, a red card and certainly a foul. But it, at the end of the day, as Sam mentions, it, it doesn't change the course and it doesn't really change how Pompey approached that game on Saturday because. For the third game running, the Blues remain without a goal. It's over 300 minutes of football now for Pompey without finding the back of the net. And prior to that, in that seven-game run um, before the Ipswich game, Pompey had averaged three goals per game. The first half of the season, it was an average of 1.1 goal per game. Then it moved on to three goals per game, and we haven't scored in the last three matches. It it really is just either really good or really bad for Pompey, if, if you're concerned. But how do we... How do you try and change that that stroke of fortune? Is it a stroke of fortune, or do you think that there's something there's something tactically that Danny Carley needs to alter ahead of the next game against Bolton to ensure that we actually do start finding the back of the net on on, on you know more regular occasions? Well, first of all, I think um, one thing probably needs to do first of all is just try and try and get Sean Tuck for anything else because the last three games not a single shot mustered on the other teams. Goal, which is never good. If you want to be, if you want to be in the playoff side, you have to, if you want to be with the best, you have to beat the best, don't you? But um, in terms of trying to move forward, I think it's just it's a free hit now. Just give some young players a chance to gel, maybe um, can players we can. I think just see what can happen for the rest of the season. Playoffs obviously are all but mathematically confirmed. We're not going to get in them, but may as well just hope that we can do something next season and just try and rebuild and just hope we have some good football while we wait for next season. Yeah, uh, certainly output being being a concern for Pompey. Sam haven't found the back of the net in three games. Haven't mustered a shot on target as John mentions in the previous two. 
either. We mentioned on Pompey Live on Saturday after the game that, you know, perhaps on paper, draws against Wickham, Ipswich, maybe even a, a narrow 1-0 defeat to Plymouth on, on paper. If you spread them out over the course of a season, you perhaps accept them and move on to the next game and ensure that you pick up vital wins in the next few games. But at the end of the day, they came one after another. It's a draw with Ipswich, a defeat to Plymouth, and a draw with Wickham Wanderers, essentially ending Pompey's playoff hopes. You've got to be beating the teams above you. They may they may not be bad points, may not may not be bad results in the grand scheme of things, but if you can't muster a single shot on target, there are some serious problems rooted within this team. Yeah, and that's been an issue throughout the whole season. I, I understand we went on a good run uh, the back end of February or well, January time. Um, scored a lot of goals in that time. That was a kind of a mixture of Michael Jacobs being on good form as well. Obviously, he was out for a little bit and we've, we've missed him big time because he's probably our most creative player. But Pompey have systemically had a problem creating chances and they've also had a problem finishing chances. They've got a problem with composure in the final third. Um it's clear and obvious to see that the amount of times we see them get into okay positions and the cross goes flying into the fratten end or that it's just not enough quality at the on their final ball. Mm. Um, I will say one thing is though that this season, what I have liked is that the defensive structure has been good. Pompey have kept I think it's the second most clean sheets in the league. Um, well, or it might actually be joint at the moment. I think I heard that Gavin Bazunu could potentially win the, the golden, the golden glove mm. in league one. Um, so for me, that's a good positive sign. Um, but this summer, Danny Cowley has got to find a way to get this side looking more creative and more dangerous because it's been the last two seasons and they just haven't looked like scoring goals consistently. Um, they go on little runs where they score a few goals, but the Ipswich game, the Plymouth game and, and on um, Saturday, Pompey didn't have... I can't remember a moment where Pompey broke down the, their opponent, opponent where they really looked like they were having a, a period of pressure where they were creating a few chances whereas Ipswich, Plymouth Plymouth mainly they at times they were just kind of it was wave after wave of attack and, and especially with Wickham as well it's a similar thing you, they look dangerous when they go forward they look like they have control of the game in the final third where Pompey just when they get in those moments it's quite sporadic and they just when that, that key pass or that key cross they just lose composure or there's not that moment of quality yeah uh, and really John re- reflecting on Sam's comments very easy to you know to, to look at the attack and, and look at the the output for Pompey in the last few games it's not been good enough if, if we are serious about trying to make the playoffs but you know George Hurst went for a, a fantastic time in the last month or two real purple patch scoring goals left right and centre for Pompey unfortunately unable to find the back of the net in the last few games as well Aidan O'Brien great start to life at Fratton Park has dipped down a little bit I know he's not been starting the last couple of games Tyler Walker's coming and again not set the world light he scored a goal against Crew a couple of weeks ago albeit a tap in he's got off the mark but really not showing much signs of what perhaps Pompey fans might have expected but really what Sam's saying there and totally you know hitting the nail on the head Pompey defensively this season the clean sheets yes will be credited largely down to Gavin Bazunu but the men in front of him you know, particularly the likes of Sean Raggett throughout the entire campaign as, as as many have said on social media you know the most improved player this season the introduction of Hayden Carter on loan from Blackburn Rovers um, in January since then he's been an absolute revelation the return of Clark Robertson from his injury, the signing of Denver Hume, Marlon Romeo, the right-hand side as well, Conor Ogilvy filling into that position uh, on the left as well. Certainly Pompey's defence, not a priority to be rebuilding on next season. No, I totally agree there. I think I have to agree with both of you there. Um, Pompey's defence probably one of the saving grades for us this season that we've got Ogilvy, you've got Raggy, you've got Clark um, Robertson, you've got um, what's his name? Denver Hume and Carter. You've got a very, very solid foundation of a very good defensive outlet, and if you can mar that and get a very good defensive outlet there for next season, you could the side can be very good at one end and very good at another. Yeah, uh, some more tweets and uh, emails coming in uh, to the show at the moment. Kelvin on Twitter: two games without opposing keepers making a save. It's n- a save, sorry, not playoff form. Thank you, Kelvin, for uh, your tweet. In Roger and Gosport, Pompey desperately needed three points rather than one to have any hope. The Blues could have been two 0 down had it not been for great goalkeeping. Strange decisions from the officials, as per usual. Uh, keep the faith, Roger and Gosport. Thank you very much uh, for getting in touch with the show. 
this evening. Uh, you can find uh, on our website, expressfm.com, for all the details on how to get involved with the show between now and 7 o'clock. If you don't know them already, we'll be reminding you of how you can get in touch uh, between now and 7 as well. So we've heard before of both Sam and John tonight, as well as some of you tuning in from back home as well. But what did the man in the dugout think of Saturday's game? Here's the assessment of Blues head coach Danny Cowley speaking with Ollie Marsh. Well, Danny, how do you view a nil-nil draw against Wickham Wanderers? Well, firstly, we always go to the performance, and I thought, if I'm honest, the performance was flat. Offensively, I thought we lacked a spark, lacked an energy, and, yeah, we weren't, weren't courageous enough to take the ball. Then I didn't think we got into enough good areas, and then when we did get to good areas, our quality let us down. Wickham certainly showed why they're such a tough opponent opponent to come across. Oh yeah, Wickham are a good team. They've come from the Championship. They recruited in the Championship. I think they've got a lot of Championship players. I think they've got pace, power, and athleticism, and a real physical quality. And for us, we wanted to try to earn the right to play and then to play. It was about trying to get control today, and I didn't think we we did that bit well enough. I thought you know defensively we 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 did fine. Um, but Gavin did well. The back three did well, but no, I, I thought it looked a tired performance from a group. To be fair, we've had 13 senior fit players, and we've been going Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday, Tuesday for for a lawful long time now. But it was an important game for us tonight, and off the the fact that we've got a break now, we really wanted to go and, and, and play with more more intensity, energy, and purpose than we did today. Gavin Bazunia was given the Man of the Match award. You could certainly see why. Yeah, I thought Gavin played well. I also thought, uh, you know, Rags and, and Hayden in particular did did well. But yeah, now at the top end of the pitch today, I thought we, um, yeah, we lacked the sharpness and the and the creativity that we've had um, in recent home games. It's a slightly similar story to Tuesday night as well. What can you do to make sure that you do more in the final third when you get into those good positions? Yeah, it was a very different game um, against a very different opponent. Um, yeah, I think I think um, like I said, we'll be better for the break. Um, I think we had a few that were running on empty, um, but but certainly, you know, we need to be sharper with our movements. We play against uh, a Wickham team that are man to man. You you have to you you have to earn your own space through double movements. You then if if you can't find your own space, then you have to work with a teammate to to create a counter movement. One comes short, one comes long. There was a massive area for us to be able to exploit in behind their midfield, um, and we weren't quite able to do that. Yeah, and 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 ultimately, yeah, yeah, we weren't able to um, to find all important goal. I know you won't want to talk about refereeing decisions again, but it certainly looked like George Hurst got pulled back there. Yeah, yeah. It's, for us, let's concentrate on what we can affect. It, it's for everybody to see, isn't it? It's, we've had two game-changing moments in the last two games. Um, yeah, it's, it's just plain, it's a plain foul and a straight sending off. Absolute categoric. Just finally a word on Marcus Harness and Michael Jacobs, who we saw today for the, for the first time in a while after suspension and injury. Yeah, it was good to, to 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 have both of them back. Certainly bolstered our 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 squad. I think it's the first time I felt that being able to really be able to influence it within game changes um, for, for for many weeks. So so it was nice to 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 have more depth to the squad and hopefully you know with eight games to go um, we can keep everybody everybody fit and have a good end to the season. Danny Cowley there and certainly yeah let's definitely focus on some of the positives now Sam not all doom and gloom uh, for Pompey at the moment playoffs seem to be a bit of a foregone conclusion at the moment but Saturday uh, did see the return of both Marcus Harness uh, from suspension and more importantly Michael Jacobs from his recent injury as well Michael Jacobs named on the bench coming on uh, to represent the Blues in the second half Marcus Harness starting the game of course being subbed off also in the second 45 minutes of action okay unable to find a goal unable to unlock that Wickham defence Sam but it's great to see them both back yeah it is obviously I mentioned Jacobs earlier being one of the main players that was started our good run of form um, Jacobs obviously the most creative player we have he, he runs at people he makes things happen um, obviously a bit up in the air whether both of them will still be here next be a bit Pompey players next season with Marcus Harness's contract expiring and and same with Jacobs whether he built for another deal as well given his age but if Pompey want to 
put some statement wins together against some of the better sides they're going to face in, towards the end of the season. Your likes of Rotherham's, your, your Wigan's, your Bolton's, um, um, Sheffield Wednesday on the last day of the season. Um, these two will probably have some have a lot to do about it. Um, obviously, our two most creative players, but. It's an interesting one with Marcus Harness as well. He's always a player. He had excellent form earlier in the season, but it's just he's never quite done it throughout the, the full length of the season. And obviously his red card, for me, I could see that coming. I could see him definitely getting a red card this season at some point. It was kind of, if not when, um, that kind of put a halt to some of his good form. And I don't I don't think he was at his best on Saturday. Um but again, I don't think Pompey had much going forward at all. So it was quite a tough game to, to get your foot on the ball and make something happen. But yeah, good to have them both back and hopefully they can get some form going uh, going into the end of the season. Yeah, and certainly a lot of conversations will be had over the next couple of weeks and really the next couple of months as well, John, with you know, regards to contract extensions. A lot of players uh, set to leave Fraston Park at the end of the season if they can't reach uh, a conclusion with the football club in regards to new contracts, two of which include you know, the likes of Marcus Harness and Michael Jacobs. And We'll talk about Marcus Harness now. Maybe we'll touch upon Michael Jacobs after the next break. But Marcus Harness back from suspension on Saturday we've heard in previous transfer windows he's had interest from the championship Blackburn Rovers have been one of the sides supposedly heavily uh, interested in his signature surprised to see but his future's not yet been resolved he's certainly one of the biggest assets in the, in the side right now Sam I think echoing the thoughts of many Pompey fans out there in, in regards to Marcus Harness and a great player on his day but perhaps a little bit inconsistent not quite seeing that day um, you know between four and five games puts in a, an excellent shift and, and really can look like one of the greatest attackers in the division but then perhaps goes off a boil for three or four matches he's out of contract at the end of his season John would he be a player you, you look to keep for next campaign Oh, in, in, in an ideal world, 100%. He's, he's an incredible player in the stage, you say, but another thing with, with um, Hans is he's, in, he's consistently inconsistent. That's the biggest, biggest issue. He can have three or four games where he's absolutely incredible on fire, but now with six out of ten, he's just not the, not the racist. It's a real shame when we pay good money for getting him in as the Jamal's placement. Compare him to Jamal, I'd say in the impact he's been, they've had since Jamal left, when, since he signed, there's been not much improvement, really, which is a real shame. Yeah. Okay, there are just under 20 minutes of the show remaining and not long uh, for you to have your say tonight, Pompey fans. Still uh, a few messages coming in between now and seven. We'll read some more out in the next part of the show. All the usual ways to get in touch uh, at ExpressFM if you're on Twitter. You can email into Pompey at ExpressFM.com. You can find us on Facebook at Facebook.com forward slash Pompey Live. Or you can send your name and message to 81400. Be sure to start your text with the word Express. The three of us will be back in just a few moments time for the third and final part of tonight's show you're listening to 93.7 express fm the only radio station from the great waterfront city of portsmouth join us again for the conclusion of the football hour this is the football hour 93.7 express fm a very good evening and a warm welcome back to the final part of tonight's installment of the football hour brought to you by stagecoach south head to their website now for more information on timetables routes and fares you can also find them on Twitter at Stagecoach South for regular traffic updates through the day and how their services are being affected as a result. If you've just joined us this evening, we have Sam Stone and John Hooper with us to go through all of the events from Saturday's goalless draw with Wickham at Fratton Park, as well as to look ahead to a quiet two weeks for the Blues with their next game not until April the 5th, which is when they travel to Bolton Wanderers for a match which had been scheduled for this coming Saturday, but has fallen victim to international call-ups in both camps. And if you have just tuned in, fear not, because you'll be able to listen back to the show within 30 minutes of us going off air tonight. Keep checking our social media accounts and our website expressfm.com forward slash podcast for the upload of this episode in podcast form. You can also download tonight's conversation direct from our website or through the Apple and Google podcast apps on your phone. 
Okay, back to the emails then. Dave Bird has got in touch. Uh, hi, Jake. Hi, lads. As always, Wickham Wanderers did their utmost to ruin any prospect of a game of football being labelled as entertainment. And the referee did his bit and played right into their hands. In terms of physicality, we could probably learn a thing or two, but obviously need to be a bit smarter to get away with it. The referee wasn't great, was he? But the referee's assistant on the north side cannot be excused either for waiting on several occasions for the referee to make decisions on throw-ins before slowly raising his flag. I hadn't noticed that, Dave, uh, but well done on spotting that one. All in all, eminently forgettable with the touchline strutting of Gareth Ainsworth. It's all about me uh, being almost as unwatch- as watchable as the match itself. Looking at our remaining fixtures, it is hard to see more than nine or ten points maximum coming our way. However, I still cannot wait to renew my season ticket for 2022-2023. Dave Inlis, thank you very much for your email this evening. Graham Wilkins has also got in touch. Good evening, gents. Normally at the end of a season, whoever gets Player of a Season award always ends up leaving the club. So the obvious candidate this year is Gavin Bazunu over Sean Raggett, as we know he's been the best, but also we know he won't be with us next season. Back to Saturday, if only Hurst went down under the assault by the Wickham player, he may have got something for it, but knowing this ref, maybe not. What concerns me is the fact that the goals have dried up again, and the fact, as you have mentioned before, is we don't do well enough against those above us in the table. I believe Curtis will go, as he's just not been the same player this season, but if we can keep the nucleus of the back four and add quality up front with a proven goal scorer and somebody who, know, who knows how to cross the ball, things may be a little bit different. And also, we need a bigger quality of squad of players and not so many loans except the quality ones we already have. Graham Wilkins on the emails there. Um, more, more to get through and more to dive through there, Sam. We've already touched upon the loans and the players leaving at the end of the season, the players who are out of contract and still awaiting on contract renewals. We've spoken about in previous weeks, uh, Hayden Carter, he's currently on loan from Blackburn Rovers. Danny Cowley's indicated, but he's interested in trying to bring Hayden Carter back to Frasson Park next season, potentially on a permanent deal. Echoing the sentiment from Graham Wilkins, certainly cannot rely on loanee players next season if we're truly wanting to rebuild the squad for the championship in a few years to come. But certainly the addition of Hayden Carter next season at Fratton Park would be a welcome one. Yeah, um, it's funny. I was, when you were talking about harness and links to, to championship clubs earlier, I, I was going to say that Hay- Hayden Carter for me is the one player that probably have to go all out for um, in the summer window. He's a, He fits the bill. He's a young player. Um, he's a, the way we want to play with, with that back three. He he's got the pace. He's got the passing ability. He's physical. He's great defensively. Um, wins everything in the air. He's got a good strike on him. Uh, for me, and this might be a little bit controversial. It might be a bit bold. But if Blackburn, there's always been rumours with Blackburn with Harness in the past. If Blackburn wanted Harness, but they're willing to to give Carter in exchange, I'd do that any day of the week. Um, for me, I think Harness has had enough opportunities. He hasn't been consistent enough. Um, whereas you look at Hayden Carter, 21, 22 year old, could develop into a serious, serious player at this level. Um, and it will keep that kind of solid crux of that defence together. Um, for me, he's the one player out of any of our loanies. I'm taking into account we haven't got a chance of signing Bazunu, so that's that's gone. But um, for for Carter, he'd be the main one. I think he's a superb player. Back to Gavin Bazunu, John. Do you think if Pompey had had a stronger season this season and were certified for the Championship next campaign, do you think Gavin Bazunu may have been allowed back on loan at Fratton Park next season, knowing Pep Guardiola, <laughs> knowing that he'd be playing Championship football week in week out? Do you reckon that might be the difference? I mean, there's always you can't. That's a half that's a hard question, a hard thing to answer. I mean, yeah, potentially. I think if we've gone, if we're still promotion right now, we're in the close spots or higher. I mean, and we went up. Yeah, there's always potential, but I think, yeah, he's such a good player. We touched on earlier. He'd always be destined for the top end of the, of the championship, if not higher, maybe Premier League, Premier, Premiership club. But no, yeah, there was always potential too if we went up. 
81400 uh, is the number to text if you want to get involved. Just around eight, uh, take eight or nine minutes to get in touch before the end of the show. Email into Pompey at expressfm.com. You can include at expressfm within your tweets or find us on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash Pompey Live. Um, looking at the end of the season then, lads. Eight games remaining, Sam, all in April after the postponement of the next two fixtures. Bolton, uh, which has been called off due to international call-ups, and Rotherham United, which has been postponed due to their involvement in the EFL Trophy final. They're going to be taken on Sutton United at Wembley on Sunday, the 3rd of April. So the game on Saturday, the 2nd, has been rearranged for Tuesday, the 12th of April. April. Eight games coming up in all in the month of April. Certainly a busy, busy schedule, busy 25 days for Pompey. But crucially, the next 17 days, Sam, a, a break for Pompey. No action until the 5th of April. I say 17 days, that's between Saturday's game and the next one. How does Danny Cowley try to use this to try and reinvigorate any, any slim hope of trying to achieve a top six finish? Uh, I think it's actually come at a really good time. Um, you could you could see uh, and, and you could see that Pompey were, were running out of gas a little bit. Um, small squad, always been a small squad, which I'm not actually overly against. I've liked the rotation system. I think it's worked really well, and I think the players have bought into it. Um, but yeah, the breaks come at a good time. Uh, I feel like the playoff the playoff ambitions are so slim, and the, the players. There's a lot of players there that have still got stuff to play for. There's still contracts on the line for next season. You know, you like some Marcus Harness, um, Aidan O'Brien, Sean Raggett. All of them haven't. They're all all their contracts are up at the end of the season. I know there's a few options flying around somewhere, but ultimately these are professionals. That this what they're 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 professional footballers. They shouldn't have to be motivated. You know, there's plenty of sides. If you look at Shrewsbury Town in the bottom half of the league. They've got very little to play for, literally nothing. They, they should be on the beach by now. Um, but they've gone on a really good one. They won 5 0 in the week and they've just gone to the, the best team that League One's seen in a long, long time, Rotherham United, and beat them 3 0. So there's a side there that have got nothing to play for, but they're all performing. They're all giving 100%, putting in some really good performances. So there should be no excuse for Pompey to be not putting in the same sort of performances that we've seen um, when we've been on good runs earlier in the season. Mm. And, and definitely, like Sam said there, John, a small squad is not necessarily a bad thing. Danny Carley's indicated in a lot of his uh, media duties lately that he's actually welcomed uh, this small squad. He had the funds available in January to, to make a few more signings, but opted to, to save those potentially for the summer transfer window for what we expect to be a much busier uh, overhaul of the squad. But going into the, the last few games of the season, small Small squad, as Sam mentions, uh, more opportunity for rotation, more chances for players to get minutes onto the pitch and, and really kind of improve that, that, that kind of morale. Going into next season, of course, you expect uh, more signings. You, you may be expecting a few departures as well. But in terms of the size of the squad, is the current size of the squad just a little bit too thin for your liking as a Pompey fan? Would you expect at least a few more faces to be added on to what is currently what a fit 17, 18 players? I mean, you would hope so, wouldn't you, with the, with the Fred Bear squad? And if you want two injuries in that, you're 15 players, that's barely enough to field. Like, it's one player over to be able to field a, a starting 11 and bench. But blimey, it's. Yeah, you'd think in the summer there'll be a big overhaul, get more players in, a couple players going. But I think overall, as probably a fan, you have to think that the season was always season for transition. And it's a shame we didn't get into the players when we had a decent spell with this with this rightness last week. If we got more than five points, with a chance. But. Yeah, I think he has to look to the summer and hope for a better season and hopefully a much better summer window. Yeah. Uh, Mockers has got back in touch on Twitter, uh, this time mentioning Michael Doyle. Sometimes you need a few real characters in the dressing room to motivate the squad. Wickham have Adebayo Akinfenwa. What a terrific bloke he is. We miss a Michael Doyle-type terrier in midfield and a big striker uh, to hold up and lay the ball off. But player Pompey, uh, Mockers on Twitter, who, by the way, I must thank sincerely uh, for delivering the goods on Saturday afternoon with those mini eggs going down a real treat uh, with myself, Robbie and Evie Gain on Pompey Live. So thank you once again to Mockers uh, for providing the mini eggs on Saturday. Uh, they were absolutely incredible. Uh, thank you very much for that early Easter treat. To Paul, thank you for getting in touch with the show, for tuning in once again. Uh, just a few more things to mention before we do leave you then. Uh, a big shout out to Pompey in the community who've just been awarded the Freedom of the City 
of Portsmouth. This is as a thank you to the amazing response Pompey and the community provided during the pandemic. And here, uh, we here at Express FM, uh, do, do we, ex- we extend our congratulations to Pompey in the community for, for picking up that award and we'll be in contact with them soon. Uh, to try and reach out uh, for a potential comment on the next football hour, which is this Friday uh, between six and seven o'clock, the usual time here on Express FM. We've got no game to preview this weekend, with that game against Bolton Wanderers being called off due to the international call-ups. And in fact, the next couple of shows, uh, we've got a bit of uh, we've got a bit of making up to do. We've got no games to preview, no games to review, so it's going to be a little bit difficult trying to fill some time. But we'll be certainly doing our very best to try and get some special guests on the show. Uh, we're reaching out to people to try and get in touch um, to come and talk to us about their experiences with Portsmouth Football Club and actually within the last few minutes or so I've just received uh, a very nice email from Portsmouth Chief Executive Andrew Cullen who's agreed uh, to an interview he'll be on the Football Hour with an extended chat on Friday afternoon so we'll be talking to Pompey CEO Andrew Cullen on Friday night here on the Football Hour we'll also try and reach out to Pompey in the community to try and get a comment on that award as well as well as a few more exciting features to come this Friday night between 6 and 7 o'clock here on Express FM so the matches to come for Pompey in April as we mentioned just over two weeks until the next one which is away to Bolton Wanderers on the 5th of April and the club website's got that down as an eight o'clock kickoff, but um, I, I do believe it's seven forty-five. We'll uh, we'll confirm that nearer the time. Bolton Wanderers away on Tuesday, the fifth of April, and then it's a trip to Cheltenham Town uh, that Saturday, the 9th of April, three o'clock kickoff, of course, at Wadden Road. Tuesday, the twelfth of April, the rearranged game, which was originally scheduled, we mentioned for the second of April, against Rotherham United at Fratton Park. That is the first of four remaining home fixtures for the Blues this season and then Good Friday the 15th of April a home tie with Lincoln City before a trip to Morecambe on Easter Monday that is the 18th of April also a 3 o'clock kickoff at the Mazuma Stadium and then Pompey return to Fratton Park for the visit of Gillingham on Saturday the 23rd and then just a few days later Wigan Athletic make the long journey down on a Tuesday night that game originally scheduled uh, back in January that one had to be postponed so that is Pompey's penultimate game of the season. Wigan Athletic at Fratton Park on Tuesday the 26th of April and then another tough game the final game of the season Pompey away to Sheffield Wednesday on Saturday the 30th of April that is a 12.30 kickoff at Hillsborough. So, as we mentioned, just over two weeks until Pompey's next League One fixture. The Blues travel to Bolton Wanderers on Tuesday the 5th of April. Join us here on Pompey Live. All the unmissable action. This is Pompey Live. Pompey were held to a frustrating goalless draw against Wickham Wanderers at Fram Park and are now eight points off the playoffs with eight games remaining in the League One season. Pompey's next game comes on the 5th of April as they travel to Bolton. Join us for all of the unmissable action, 5th of April from 7. Pompey Live on Express FM with Aqua Cars. You really do have plenty of time, so don't worry. Uh, we'll, we'll remind you near the time of that one. Pompey travelled to Bolton Wanderers on Tuesday, the 5th of April. OK, plenty coming up here on Express FM this evening, starting right after the news at 7 with Jeff and Age. They've got the Soft Rock Show between 7 and 9 o'clock. Kevin Stokes is back with that 80 show between 9 and 11pm before the Express wind down between 11 and the early hours of Tuesday morning. The early rise are between 4 and 6 30 tomorrow morning with just great songs to get you through your early morning Nicola Lashley is back with Express Breakfast between 6.30 and 10 with the Express Rewind from 9 o'clock as well. Gloria Miller's back from 10 o'clock through till 1 which is when Ian James takes control uh, with the Lyric Line, just great songs and of course with Victory Years from 2 as well. Mason Jordan's back between 4 and 6 o'clock but ret- before returning from 6 through till 7 with the local music show Decades Party is back from 7 through till 11. Henry Deacon's back from Wednesday through from 6 through till 7 with your next football fix with Over the White Line. I'm back from Friday night with Pompey Chief Executive Andrew Cullen here on the Football Hour. Thank you to Sam Stone. Thank you to John Hooper for joining us on the show this evening. Thank you for everyone for tuning in and getting involved on the social media channels. Have a great evening. Have a fantastic week. Stay safe and we'll see you on Friday night. Thank you.